Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. News from the Nest here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. John Harbaugh met with the media hours before cutdown was announced for the new 53-man roster, which we're going to get to here. In due time, but here's John Harbaugh talking about second-year linebacker David Ajabo. Yeah, he's okay. There's different guys have different things, so there's nothing, uh, nothing to report. Yeah, I didn't know anything was wrong with the dude. No, I didn't either. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that he's disappointed in how he played. I mean, I've, I've been bragging about him, and he's got a. You got to come to the table, and then you think back that hey, Kyle Hamilton, his rookie year, and basically a job was a rookie that he struggled out of the gate, and I'm hoping he doesn't, but it looks like he's going to. Well, I'll still be positive about it based on the fact that, as Mike McDonald said, it's his first training camp. Yes, no doubt. No and doubt. you know he's coming back; he's year removed, more than now. Yep. From the Achilles injury, but he's not the guy that was wreaking havoc for Michigan in 2021. That guy, hopefully, however, emerges at some point during 2023 because uh, you and a lot of Ravens fans, and I'm sure the coaches themselves, have high hopes this guy's going to be a disruptor in the passing. I hope before it's all said and done, he's double digit sack guy this year, Bob. And that means, you know, I mean, he's, I, I, I'm guessing he's going to start. I'd be shocked if he doesn't start slow. And hopefully it's, you know, in the second quarter of the season, you know, after four games. But, I mean, the only thing is, is, I mean, you're playing, you know, the the Cincinnati's and the Cleveland's of the world where, you know, you're going to need to get some pressure. Now, the first first game and the third game, I don't know if you're going to – Stroud's going to try to get that ball out extremely quick and they're going to try to run the football, I would imagine. And then with Richardson – I don't know that they've got a run game, number one. Uh, they're he gonna have he him might run be the run game. You know, so I don't know that they're going to be able to get a lot of sacks against that type of guy. But in the games where you need them, the Cincinnati, the division games early in the year, they're going to uh, – hopefully he's he's ready at that time. I don't think he'll be ready at Cincy. I think uh, Orlando Brown will cause him some problems. If he doesn't, get him moving laterally. Orlando Brown, you know, that's, and then with the other side, speed man to the outside, Jonah, Jonah Williams. I, I, I've never liked him. And I think, you know, but he'll probably get help. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed, John Harbaugh meeting with the media yesterday. 
I mean, it's a new offense, new coordinator, and John Harbaugh cuts a little more difficult this year given the fact you have a new scheme to work with. Well, I mean, there's always subtleties, but in the, the big picture, I'd say no. You know, the big picture, the process, the way you handle it, and still you try to do what's in the best interest of your team, and, and you really try to, you know, allow decisions to make themselves based on the way guys play and practice and perform. So to his point, was it really a different process? I mean, the best guys are going to make the team, I would think. Right? Well, I, I think, you know, maybe a little differently, Bob. Maybe if, if G-Roll was the coordinator, maybe they keep five receivers instead of six. Or Melvin Gordon makes the team. And I was going to say Keaton Mitchell would be the other one, and they probably keep four tight ends. You know, that would be the only difference I would see. You know, because with, with Todd... He wants to spread the field and explode. You know, it's about explosion, about explosiveness. Boy, we've been talking about that so much. I want to see explosiveness. I do, too. I want right to see yak. I want to see explosive yak, explosive pass rush, everything exploding for the Ravens this year. John Harbaugh, who was the most improved player during camp and preseason? I mean, everybody's improved well, to different degrees. <laughs> Just as a team, I think we've come a long way. You know, and that's what I'm pleased with. The coaches are pleased with the players are pleased with it because they feel it in terms of execution. Now it's time to go see where you're at in a game. Now you don't know until you play a game. And then then you start over again. You know, where are we now once you play a game? I mean, is that – I mean, how do you answer the question? Because, you know, Keaton Mitchell improved based on what? Right. I mean, it's the first time he's been there. I mean, but for guys second, third year, did you notice anyone who had improved dramatically? Since we're like Ben Cleveland, for instance, obviously didn't, or he'd be the starting left guard. Fa'alele, we'll use him as an example. Second year, is he better now than he was a year ago at this time? Maybe a little bit, but I mean, you know, like the most improved. I, I don't, you know, Hamilton, I guess. You know who? In there. You know who I might think, Bob, because from what I saw at mandatory minicamp to now, Odell Beckham. You know, because he's improved a lot since then. You know, much more explosive. And oh. I didn't think he was going to beat guys deep and all that kind of And he, he has. Oway? Oway, yeah. Oway, too. Just from the practice. We'll, and, you know, games are going to tell. But we'll see because, you know, he hadn't played in any yet. And we'll see if he's if that spin move and some of his repertoire. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, watching that. John Simpson won the left guard job. Here's John Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh explaining that decision. Proud of him, and I uh, thought he just just came to work every day, kept it simple, uh, made made it about uh, being the best player he could be day in and day out. I think he took coaching really well, and and obviously he's a very talented player. So if he's playing with confidence now, I'm all for it. I think the biggest thing was consistency. He was much more consistent than Salah. Sala, you know, struggled more so in pass where Simpson was steady Eddie. Here's Simpson talking about winning that left guard job. It meant a lot to me. Uh, they, you know, for them to trust me in that position and, um, you know, just getting that news, it, just, it, it, meant, it meant a whole lot. Yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet it did, you know, that because a lot of people have kind of crapped on him, you know. And he, he got cut? Yeah, you know, maybe getting cut by the Raiders, you're getting drafted by the Raiders is, you know, with uh, Gruden and those people that were there. Maybe that that was a bad sign, you know, that you get drafted by him. But, I mean, the kid stepped up, and uh, 
he's athletic, and he just he just uh, and he's got size. So I mean, like compared to Powers, he's a much better athlete than Powers was, and a bigger guy than Powers was. So we'll see. And he's got he's got a stud on his left, and he's got his stud on the right. So I mean. Kind of nice to be sandwiched in between Linderbaum and Stanley. Yeah, Simpson, by the way, listed Ravens media guy at 6'4", 330. Big yeah. dude. Yeah, big man. And we heard John Harbaugh talk about that confidence being a factor here for Simpson. Here's John Simpson talking about that very subject. When I came in, like I said, I was I, I lacked confidence. Didn't really know what would happen or what, what was going on. And I think that mindset that I explained earlier, just like getting better one day at a time, just kind of like changed my, my mindset and my confidence a little bit. It's just like mistakes are going to happen. I know that. Uh, just try to overcome them or and just go to the next play or whatever whatever's next. Just try to go through that. And uh, that's kind of how I kind of helped build my own confidence. And then got guys like Tyler, um, Sam Mustafer. He, you know, he's been a great help for me. Yeah, and like you said, Tyler, because Tyler, well, what he's saying is the center position is helping him out a lot because, you know, they're the ones that are doing all the talking. So, you know, that helps him. And, and basically what, what you do is you just stack days. And he stacked days, and by stacking days and, you know, going against Washington and going against those people, you know, probably got more, hey, I can do this. You know, I'm not bad at this, and, and I'm ready for this now. And finally, here's John Simpson talking about the Ravens O-line coach, Joe D'Alessandris. Coach Joe D, he's a, he's a great coach. He, you know, he's been around the game for a long, long time. Um, and he, you know, he, he knows what his guys are capable of. And, uh, he, like, you can't ask for nothing better than that in an O-line coach. Um, he also gives me, like, great confidence. You know, he'll, he'll get on me when I make a mistake. And then he'll, you know, give me praises when I, when I do good. So, and I mean, that's all you can ask for um, in an O-line coach. Yeah, and, and like you said, Joe D, he's been around a long time. He's had a lot of success, a lot of Pro Bowl guys and stuff. So, you know, when you come here, you say, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a good chance to learn by, you know, a guy that's put out a lot of good players. So if I can just, you know, take take all the stuff that he gives me, it's going to help me improve. And, you know, um, so does he yell? You know, when I'm a, a – I watch the old line and I watch Joe D – I mean, is he yelling at him? No, I think he's just correcting him, really, you know, and then patting the guy on the back. Because you got to know your players. You got to know who you can dog cuss, you know, and then who, you know, that'll tear him down if you do that to a guy. So, I mean, being an old line coach, too, a lot of it is mental, you know, how to get how to get your guys to play their best. That's all that matters. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Pan. Woman Crush Wednesday. When we come back, let's count that midweek money by herself. Mike Loxley, Maryland football coach, joining us 12.30. Preview the season with him. Look back at this Ravens 53-man roster. Vinny disagrees with any of the moves. He'll tell you why. NFL launch at 1. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com at 1.15. Talks about NFL with him as we're, what, eight days away from the start of the season. And an American League East report at 1.30. Orioles taking on the White Sox. 105 will keep you up to date on the score during our final hour. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Good evening, Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Orioles and White Sox coming up at 105. Mike Loxley, Maryland coach. Bottom of the hour. Preview the season with him. Terps and Towson, 3.30 Saturday down in College Park. But right now, let's count some cash by yourself. I'll tell you what. We're stacking them, Bob. Uh-oh. We're stacking them. The Dow's up 54. The S&P's up 20. The NASDAQ is up 98. DraftKings up 76 cents. The only red on my phone is Under Armour. They're down four cents to six dollars ninety cents. Uh oh, I got the Haney Schlepprock. <laughs> I'm wearing Under Armour shoes uh. today. Sorry about that, Kevin Plank. Yeah, Jimmy Patso, Notre Dame, Steph Curry. My bad. Well, let's start here in the NFL. Plenty of big name players still seeking massive contract extensions prior to the start of the season next week. And in Minnesota, reports coming out that. The Vikings making a strong push here to get Justin Jefferson a new deal before that week one game. Won't become an unrestricted free agent until 2025. Still a good bit of time left on his rookie deal, fifth year option, that sort of thing. But a chance to cash in as the highest paid wide receiver in league history, really. It's sitting right there for him. Vinny buy or sell, a deal will get done before that first game they play against the Bucs. If they're bringing it up, then I'm saying that they're working on it and they probably feel good about it. So I'm saying it gets done because the thing about Norm, if he has another good year and everybody's picking him as the top wide receiver in the league and Cousins throws the heck out of the ball, it's only going to get more. You know, so you might as well get it done now when it's uh, less expensive. It's going to be expensive, but not as expensive as a year from now. And what's there really to negotiate? With him. I mean, he's the best. Right. There's no denying that. So Right. When yeah. you go in there, comparables, okay. How much more than the top guy does he get? That's the key. Go over to baseball here. The Oakland A's going to be eventually playing baseball in Las Vegas. Just a matter of when. Their current lease, though, with the Oakland Coliseum ends after 2024. But reports are that their new stadium that's being built in Vegas could take until 2028 to be finished. So in the meantime, where do they play their games? Oakland's mayor, he's making a last-ditch effort, uh, you know, shot in the dark here, saying, hey, we'll do a short-term extension of the lease. You can stay at the Coliseum until the new stadium's built. But when you move, you got to leave the A's name in Oakland behind with you. I don't know where MLB steps in here, if that's even allowed. But No, they could do that for sure. Right. I, I, I don't know, just as a bartering ship. But buy or sell, Bob, with how ugly things have gotten in Oakland, fan turnout, there's zero chance they'll stay at the Coliseum, uh, even short term. Yeah, I'll buy that. Now, where they play remains to be seen. And we talked about this with Bob Nightingale a couple months ago. 
with Vegas, the hockey team, which is doing great. The Raiders obviously do well. I don't know if the A's will generate much fan interest out there. The sleeping giant for them is UNLV basketball because they were the big deal when Tark was running his things way back when. But the A's have a great baseball history going back to Philadelphia, through Kansas City, and obviously through Oakland. I'm guessing ownership will deny that request. And who knows if Oakland's even a viable expansion option for them. If they don't have a new if they had a new stadium, the A's wouldn't be leaving in the first place. Yeah, I don't So I what don't, am I doing here? I'm uh, selling that. But I don't know. Well, Brian selling it, I'm already confused. That, that stadium wouldn't last. <laughs> I can't understand right. my own money. That stadium wouldn't hold up until the new stadium right, is got, built. You got possums running around. They got all kinds <laughs> oh, of Oh, you watch out for the, bears. The toilets are plugged. They <laughs> over uh, That was that one was when I was there and that was what 15 12 years ago. Yeah. The Orioles had bees. They've got like sharks and stuff <laughs> flying around. They got worse than that. Fly, like Rats. shark sharknado. Uh back to the NFL here, the Cardinals going to be a debacle from start to finish this season. You almost feel bad for first-year head coach Jonathan Gannon. Uh, management seems content with tanking, but Gannon, he's stuck in the middle. He's got to relate to his new team uh, while also appeasing management, appeasing his bosses. I, I just don't know how this ends well for him, but I'll ask you here, Vinny, buy or sell. It's not unrealistic to think that Gannon will be one and done in Arizona. I'll sell that. I I think I mean if you're going in there and you're interviewing for that job, you know, and you got a good job in Philly as a DC there, um, and I know it's a you know one of thirty two, but you know, what is your expectation for the season? You know, I mean, with the quarterback out, and you know, are you want the tank? You know, just let me know what your expectations are before I walk into a job and know that I'm going to get the crap beat out of me probably 15 times. Yeah, and Steve Wilkes went in there a few years ago, and he, he was, was one and done. Yeah. And the quarterbacks seem like they go out of, in and out of there quick, right. too. <laughs> we'll close with this before Mike Loxley joins us. The NBA, built on the Batman oh. and Robin dynamic. you got to have a good star duo to compete for a championship. Every team's trying to find a young duo at that. A recent CBS Sports article ranks the best young duos in the league right now. The qualifier being they got to be under 25 years old. So coming in at number one, best duo, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., both under 25. Others mentioned here, just for reference, Bancaro, Wagner, uh, Garland and Mobley, Cunningham, and Ivy. Uh, There's plenty more, but those are notable ones. Bob, are you buying or selling Morant? And Jackson Jr. are the top young duo. Um, without all of that in front of me, full disclosure, I'll go ahead and soft buy it. I'll have to do a little more intel on my own. As we know, John Morant's not going to be around for a while. And Jaron Jackson's had uh, some injury issues during his career. Who's the dude, Halliburton, who's playing in the FIBA from Indiana? Who's his running mate in Indiana with the Pacers? I'd kind of have to look at that one. Some of them were tough because they would have one notable player like that, but the other player that you would typically put there wasn't under 25, Ah. so they kind of... It's not Denny Avdia and Corey Kispert for the Wizards? Interesting one was uh, the Thunder with Chet and um, Giddy. Oh. How old's Shay? I thought he was pretty young. I mean, he was one and done in Kentucky. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm selling that. 
I'm going to change my answer. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Mike Loxley preview his season. Maryland starts against Towson coming up 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. We have that game for you, 105.7 The Fan. Towson, new head coach, Coach Shinnick. They got some work to do. Maryland trying to start a season in which nine wins. Is it a realistic goal? Is it a goal altogether? How does Maryland fit into the always tough big? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports 24-7-1057, the voice of the fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057, the fan. Warming Crush Wednesday. This is fame, right? Yeah. I want to live forever. Lake Ray TV show. Irene Cara. I'm not gonna lie. Never really watched the show. Mm. Remember the song though. And it's a big number one hit for her. Bob Haney, Vince Serato. A lot going on in world sports. We'll talk music later because joining us now, talk about the start of his team season coming up Saturday, 3.30, down at College Park against Towson U. Coach Shinnick taking over the program there. Friend of the show, let's welcome back Coach Mike Loxley. Coach, what's happening here on this Woman Crush Wednesday? What's up, fellas? A little of this, a little of that, Coach, to be totally honest with you. But let's start with the news coming out of the NFL yesterday. A couple of instances where your guys making NFL rosters, and we'll start with Rack Jarrett. You know, we know the story, five-star kid, LSU, you got him to Maryland. I mean, maybe didn't go the way he had wanted it in College Park, but makes the Tampa Bay roster. So when you look at your players getting to the next level and maybe a guy fighting up to do so, how proud are you today talking about those guys? Super proud, you know, to have five guys from last year's squad uh, make active rosters. And and, and and unlike, you know, I think Rock, and, and I talk to him quite often, I think he feels really good about the experience he had here. Obviously, we would have loved to have seen him get his name called, which, in my opinion, it should have. You know, anytime a guy takes 30 pre-draft visits, normally that means you get drafted. So, you know, there's something obviously there that we got to figure out uh, and, and on our end to make sure we do everything we can to continue to help create value for the players that come play for us. Now, talking about wide receiver, let's look at this year's team. Jay Sean Jones is back, and he's been around for a while with all sorts of exciting plays on his resume. Tell our listeners, Coach, about the wide receiver room, how it looks heading into the opener against the Tigers. Yeah, you know, we lost a lot of production and guys like Rock and, and Dante Demas and, and, and even Jacob Copeland for the one year he was here. But we, we were able to develop some of the younger players uh, that, you know, guys like Octavian Smith Jr. who played well there, uh, 
at the end of the 22 season and, and, and had a pretty big game there for us uh, in the bowl game. Um, being able to develop guys like uh, Leon Houghton, uh, Shalik Knotts, those guys all played some meaningful minutes for us a year ago. But then the addition of some veteran players, you know, to be able to go get a guy like Caden Prather out of West Virginia, uh, Tyrese Chambers from down at uh, FIU, uh, two guys that have experience, uh, not maybe not in our system, but really talented guys. So we, we feel good about the depth that we've created with the wide receiver room. We've always done a pretty good job. Uh, in this system where receivers have really flourished and created that value that we often talk about. So I'm excited to kind of, you know, see what we what, what we can do on Saturday with this group. Hey, Locks, thanks again for the barbecue a couple of weeks ago. And I got to know, because I'm not a tequila guy, the bottle of tequila I brought you, was it good? Really good. And I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it'll taste really good Saturday night after after Towson. I hear you. Hey, Mike, what about, uh, you know, Chad Ryland made the Patriots. You know, what's your kicking situation? Because last year that was like a gimme. Yeah, you know, as I told people a year ago about Chad, uh, he was the best thing we, we were able to get out of the portal a year ago. And, Man, he made a huge difference for us and played a, a, a integral role in, in some of the success we had a year ago. But here's the best thing that Chad did was Chad set the standard for what it's supposed to be like around here. And Jack Howes, who was in the same room with Chad a year ago, one of our young specialists that came in here from Orlando. Uh, I'm going to just tell you, Vinny, this guy has been kicking the crap out of the ball nice. all through training camp. Uh, his distance on his kickoffs and, you know, to not have to go down and cover a kick if you can get that thing out of the end zone is is something that as a head coach I, I really appreciated a year ago with Chad. And, and I can tell you, uh, Jack picked up and, and elevated his game just seeing what it looked like from a guy like Chad. And, and so the benefit, Chad, is a, a gift that continues to give because I've been really pleased with the way Jack Howes has kicked the ball during training camp, uh, kicked off the placement of his kickoffs and – you know, he's got to do it in games, and we got to see how he performs under the lights, per se, this this starting this Saturday. But I've been really pleased with with his performance and production in practice. Hey, Mike, how did the new uh, – the veteran new coaches fit in, you know, for their, their yeah. first, uh, you know, training camp and stuff? Uh, I mean, the coaching staff, we, you know, those guys have really become really aligned in, in, in how we do things here. Um, the addition of Kevin Sumlin, Josh Gaddis – uh, Zach Spavadol and Latrell Scott um, have, I think, elevated things a little bit because, as I've said before, you know, when I first came in, you know, we had to hire some young, high-energy guys that had the ability to go uh, develop relationships in recruiting, mm-hmm. also guys that had expertise in this system. And because of some of the success we've had, we've lost some guys that have opportunities to go on and do things that, that they feel best their careers and so to be able to bring those four guys in and, and, you know, these guys have coached at the highest level. You know, we talk a lot about Kevin and Josh and, and, and their journey, but when a guy like Zach Spavadol was at Oklahoma under Bob Stoops, he's been around championship caliber coaching and football. Latrell Scott was the head coach at Richmond as a young guy that took Richmond to the 1AA national championship game. So I feel good about the staff. I feel good about the experience that they bring. 
which I hopefully will help us elevate uh, all three phases to take the next step as we we'd like to do. Maryland football coach Mike Loxley joining us here, Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Coach, I was going to send you a case of beer. I decided to drink it instead, so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, you can keep the beer. I like the tequila, man. The All right, running back, uh, I mean, Hemby and uh, Ramon Brown was a big recruit for you last year. We had Antoine Littleton on last year, and the fact he even knew who Earl Campbell was was very impressive, <laughs> modeling his game after him. But talk about Corey Deitches, too, the running back's tight ends, because it looks like Deitches might be a guy in line to take a massive step forward this year. Yeah, there's no doubt with Corey Deitches. You know, he's one of those hybrid H's, uh, kind of a he's, you know, big enough and strong enough, physical enough to play tight end and, and that off-the-ball stuff that we ask our tight ends to do. Maybe not your prototype Y, more of an H, as you as you know, uh, but had a big year, breakout year for us a year ago. And, you know, obviously him and, and, and the previous tight end that left here to be to remain unnamed, uh, I think you'll see Corey pick up quite a bit of uh, – some of those, some of that production that we may lost, uh, you know, from a year ago, and and he has the ability because he's one of those guys that's a matchup problem. Because if you put a safety on him, you know, he's strong enough in the run game that we can run the ball, and if you put a linebacker on him, he'll he usually wins that battle in the passing game. So we've got to continue to be creative and find ways to get Corey involved. You know, the running back room I can't talk enough about because a year ago it was the question mark of our offense and. By the end of the year, after telling everybody that, you know, I feel good about it, it, it came to fruition in terms of guys like Roman Hemby had breakout year. Antoine Littleton really showed uh, that he has the ability to help us. You know, Kobe McDonald, who two years ago was the feature freshman of that group of three that came in together, and he seems like he's back in in, in, in terms of uh, the production. He's had a great training camp, and I've been really pleased with Kobe. And then you throw in Ramon Brown and, and even the addition of Nolan Ray and Eli Mason, who's been here the last couple of years. We feel like we've got a room that is um, really competitive room. Hey, Lux, five Big Ten teams, you know, in the top 25, three in the top seven, which all are from your division. The next step to me for Maryland football to beat one of those three. Yeah, Murder Row, man. Those three guys up top, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, for a long time, they've been the talk of college football. They're in that blue blood category. And, you know, for me, it's what I aspire our program to get to, um, obviously. And and so for us, you know, yeah, that's the next step is finding a way. Obviously, we've, we've won, you know, against the Penn State here in 2020, but consistently has not been something that we've been able to, to do consistently. And we'd like to compete. Um, to win Big Ten championships, well, we got to go through State College, we've got to go through Columbus, and we got to go through Ann Arbor. Obviously, you know, this year to do that, mm-hmm. and those are three talented teams, well coached. Uh, you know, it's the reason the Big Ten is, in my opinion, from top to bottom, the, the strongest and best league there is. Coach, looking ahead to next year when the divisions disappear, and I believe the Big Ten will literally have as many, if not more, schools than the AFC will in 2024. How does that help you as a program, plus with the expansion, the playoffs now to 12 teams? Yeah, the expansion to 12 is is the one that really helps our, our program because, you know, if we're able to continue to take the steps necessary, continue to figure out, how to recruit at a high level, to continue to figure out how to navigate the landscape of the NIL world. Um, you know, we'll have a chance. And, 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 you know, bringing in the four teams from the West Coast that that have been brought into the Big Ten, 
you know, I, I welcome it, and 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 I you know commend the commissioner Tony for going and bringing in like-minded institutions, strong academic uh, institutions that have had a history of playing pretty good football as well. So uh, it doesn't get easier. Obviously, losing the divisions helps uh, to a degree because just of how the divisions have been stacked up. But there's still no no games you just look at and say, hey, Big Ten games that we can show up and, and, and think, you know, we can just show up and win because every week in this league, you're going to have to play your best and, and add those four teams just makes it a little more difficult. But I know this, I'm excited about the challenge. I'm excited about trying to figure out how to recruit to a high level and, and then develop these players so that we can compete with these teams that have uh, in the past had great success. All right, Mike, one game at a time to get to one and oh, what do you got to do Saturday at three thirty to beat Towson? We got to be really efficient in what we run on offense, defense, and special teams, you know, talking to our, Coaches and our staff, you know, we get one opportunity to make a first impression every year, and and the first game is really important. You're playing a team like Towson that I know will be well coached. You know, uh, Pete Shinnick has been successful at every level that he's coached at, and the job he did there at West Florida and UNC Pembroke, you know, within two years competing for national championships in two years, um, that that speaks volumes to the type of uh, coach he is. So, we can't worry about what they do as much as we've got to do what we do really well on Saturday and be really efficient. And to me, if we're able to do that, then then we should we should be able to reap the benefits of it. Maryland football coach Mike Loxley, Terps, seven home games in the newly dubbed Terpsville this year. Maryland returning to the classic script. Terps uniforms, a boomer, a size, and Frank Reich, and the rest. Tickets on sale now. Go to umterps.com. Tickets start at just $25. Coach, always great to talk to you. Good luck this season, and we look forward to talking to you many times over the course of the season. Enjoy that tequila. I hope it tastes good Saturday night, Coach. (laughs) I appreciate y'all, man. (laughs) Thanks, Coach. Talk to you later. Mike Loxie, everybody. Maryland taking on Towson coming up this Saturday. We'll have that game for you at 3.30. We'll come back, reset the program for you. We got the Orioles lineup as they're about to face the White Sox coming up here at 1.05. NFL lunch at 1. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. New England cut all their quarterbacks except for one. What the hell are they doing over there? American <laughs> League East report at 1.30. Work, work sucks. 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 They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fans. Happening, everybody. Orioles take it on the White Sox. Coming up here at 105, we will keep you up to date on the score through the final hour of our show. Orioles line up today. Final time for the game actually starts. Birds win last night, 9-3. Over Chicago, they won the first two games of the series. It was the 27th series win of the year for the Birds of Baltimore. Their 41st come from behind victory. Remember, they trailed. One zip early in that game. Gunnar Henderson, third base. Anthony Santander's in right field. Ryan Mountcastle's your DH. Pardon me, Ryan O'Hearn cleaning up at first. Cedric Mullins, center field. Adam Frazier's in left field. Jordan Westberg, second base. James McCann behind the plate. Jorge Mateo is the shortstop. No Adley Rutschman in the lineup. No Austin Hayes in left field. Brandon Hyde did say before the game, however, if needed, He'll come off the bench against Dylan Cease. Kyle Gibson is on the hill for the Orioles. Tim Anderson, shortstop for Chicago. Andrew Benintendi's in left field. Luis Robert Jr., center field. Eloy Jimenez, DH. Andrew Vaughn's at first base. Yasmani Grandal behind the plate. Elvis Andrus at third base. Oscar Colas is in right field. And Lenin 
Sosa, who hit a home run last night. Yes, a couple he did. of knocks, Crushed as a matter of fact. He is at second base, as we said. Dylan Cease has had a brutal August, one and three with a plus eight earn run average. Again, we will keep you up to date on the score once things start to happen at Oriole Park and Camden Yards. Before we get to the top of the hour, it's a NFL lunch for you. And then Ryan Wilson will be joining us. Talk to NFL, CBSSports.com, and the American League East report. Getting back to Maryland's schedule. Towson coming up Saturday. 3.30 kickoff. You can hear the game on 105.7 The Fan. Bob, you got to figure that's a win, right? I can't find a point spread. Well, at least when I was looking for it yesterday, which is probably meaning Maryland's going to be 30-plus yeah. point favorites. And we're cool with Towson. Yeah. I mean, right down the road. And Pete Shinnick, his dad played for the Colts. Don Shinnick, uh, his, uh, Don was a longtime assistant in Oakland with John Madden and Tom Flores. So he's got a... Had a couple of Super Bowl rings on his resume. But Pete Shinnick bringing the Tigers to College Park. Then it's Charlotte. Biff Pogey. That's a little NBC extravaganza. How about some national TV at 7.30 September 9th? Maryland went down there last year and pulled their pants down. And spanked them till that ass was red. I hope they... I hope it's... I hope Locks is drinking tequila again that night. There's some uh, ex-Maryland coaches down there. Some Maryland players. Remember, Biff had that oh, yeah. uh, that iron claw around the uh, DMV, and in particular in Baltimore. Uh, Virginia Cavaliers renewing acquaintances with an old ACC. Yeah, it's going to be a rough year, it looks like, for the Cavs. So first three games at home. Remember, go to umterps.com and get yourself some tickets that start at just 25 bucks. Bring them back to Script Terps, which is awesome. Then they go to Michigan State. That's, That's a litmus test game, yeah, right? You're exactly right. I mean, it's going to be tough. On a road, but if Michigan State, what what would be good? Because that place is a tough place to play when it's packed and they get loud. But if they've lost a game or two prior to the Terp game, uh, they're not going to be, you know, because they sucked last year. Michigan State, that crowd's not going to be into it too much. Yeah, we had Pete Futak on from CollegeFootballNews.com yesterday, and he said Michigan State could be either or in between. Where they're probably not going to be. Definitely not going to be what they were two years ago. They'd be ranked in the top 25, but yep. they might not be as bad as they were last year. Remember, Maryland beat them in College Park. Yep. So they start 4-0. Hypotheticals, of course. You come home for Indiana, and their coach, Allen's one of the coaches on the hot seat. Yeah. So that 5-0, and maybe, Vinny, could be a reality before they go to Columbus Oof. and could get a reality check. But Terps made them sweat. Down at uh, CQ Field last year, C.J. Dupree is the tight end that yeah, Coach refused to because he took the NIL money and bailed to Alabama. Bob, when we but went, Dupree had a big game that day against the Buckeyes. What was their record when we went down to be there on Friday before the Iowa game? They were undefeated. Was it like four or five? I think it was more like the – it was early October. I don't have the schedule in front of me. For, well, right, matter of fact, laid, I can look it up. What year is that? Egg. Bad egg. 21, they were 4-0. Yeah. And people were all, I mean, they, they had a huge crowd. Remember? And then by the end, we could see the M, it which is a bad sign. 51-14, to 14, that's when Demas got hurt. Yeah, that was. And then they went to Ohio State, lost 66-17. So you're hoping that that doesn't repeat itself. But 5-0 and could be a reality for Maryland. And again, we talk about expectations with the Orioles, with the Ravens. I mean, you start stacking wins. All right, even if you lose to Ohio State, you host Illinois, then you're at Northwestern. I mean, Kavanaugh, who we'll talk to on Friday, 7-1 and one might not be out of the realm of Illinois possibility. Illinois is going to be here. another Michigan State-type game, Bob. One that, you know, 
both teams think that they can win it. That's my guess. Right, but that one is here. Right. So if they were seven and one, then what are they playing? Michigan or Penn State? Uh, Penn State in uh, College Park. And let's be honest, there's going to be a lot of Penn State fans at oh, that no game. No doubt. No doubt. Remember last time they were here when they played Penn State and Penn State. I think uh, puppy a, lot, uh, a lot of Penn State people, you know, and Penn State puppy pants them last year. Yeah. Tua looked like he was so uh, if they, if they overwhelmed were, with the moment. So if they were season. seven and two, then then what do they? They go to Nebraska. That's gonna be a, that'll be an interesting one. All right, uh, come on! I don't want to get carried away. Uh, uh, I you mean, win that when you're eight, you're well, eight and two, then you you, you host right. Michigan and Michigan. Who knows? They might be ranked number one by then. And then you go to Rutgers. Nine. Oh my God! Could they win ten games this year? With a bowl. Oh, they did, oh my God. We're getting a lot to, tougher uh, bowl then. Oh, well, uh, you'll take that task. No doubt. I mean, how many times you want to win the What's the Matter You Bowl? <laughs> Vinny and Haney, 1057 <laughs> the fan. We'll come back. NFL lunch. Talk about some of the roster cuts yesterday. For instance, New England getting rid of Bailey Zappi and every other quarterback that wasn't named Mac Jones. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. We'll preview the AFC North with him. And then the AL East report. What happened in the division last night? What's the schedule today? Obviously, the Orioles playing there in a day. Everybody else is as well. We'll get you caught up with that. Standings update, too. That AL West is wild and wacky stuff. We'll give you updates on that one, too. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.